Howdy folks, and welcome to Session Zero, the Choose Your Old Adventure podcast. This is episode 14, and I am your host, Grim, or Grimnir on the server, Matthew in real life, but mostly I just answer to hey you. This episode, we are going to be talking about all the wonderful alternatives there might be to Dungeons & Dragons. Well, Dungeons & Dragons is a fantastic game, and I've been playing it for most of my life. There are other games out there, and I thought I'd talk a little bit about what I know about the few games that I know anything at all about, and give you just a few of my thoughts on how you would make a decision whether you're going to play Dungeons & Dragons or something else. This is all just my opinion, and it's only what I'm thinking about as I plan a new game and decide what system I'm going to use for it in general. Before we do that, I thought I'd start off by defining a few terms, because it's always good for me to be using terms that other people are understanding. These are pretty common terms, the main ones that I want to define here, those being fluff and crunch. What do I mean by that? What do other people mean by that? My understanding of it and the way I'm going to use it here. Fluff would be the things that your character does or says that don't require a role. A role. Those are the role-playing aspects of it, where crunch is the rules, the nitty-gritty details of the rules. And one can say that a game is fluffier or crunchier than others. My illustration for this example of it is, if you're describing what folk song your character performs at the tavern that is absolutely on the fluff end of things there are no rules that govern your character's choice of song the crunch would be the rules governing the success or failure of what you're trying to accomplish by singing a particular song whereas the fluffy portion of it is what song are you actually singing many people seem to conflate the term fluffy with uh rules light those are very different things, and we'll get more into that difference as we go along. Just keep that in the back of your mind. Hold that thought. Hold it, will you? Are you holding it? Perfect. Thank you. Games that are considered on the fluffier end of the spectrum are pretty much anything with the Powered by the Apocalypse system, which I'll talk about later, and various OSR, old school renaissance games, which I'll also talk about later. Those are definitely considered to be on the fluffier end of the spectrum, though not always rules light as people seem to believe, especially Powered by the Apocalypse. There's actually a lot of rules for that. On the other end of the spectrum, there are earlier editions of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm looking at you, 3 and 3.5 edition and uh, Pathfinder 2e and Pathfinder 1e are definitely considered sort of crunchy games. If you think of an action that your character might do, odds are there's uh, a rule governing that exact action or guidelines on how to rule on it at the very least. Everybody, of course, is going to have their preference on where exactly a game falls on that spectrum between fluff and crunch and where they prefer to play and all that kind of thing. This isn't anything that is a question of intelligence or moral superiority or anything like that, like I sometimes see, unfortunately, in online forums. People dig in their heels onto the crunchy side of the spectrum or the fluffy side of the spectrum, and honestly, I can understand all the rules just fine. That doesn't mean I have to prefer to play in a crunchier system. And see, I'm doing it myself. I'm equating fluff with rules light that's a mistake on my part but anyway i tend to prefer systems that are more rules light or more rules heavy i don't tend to like the ones that are somewhere in between 
of course, those aren't the only angles on which you can evaluate a role-playing game, but they're the ones I'm going to mostly concern myself with for this discussion for reasons that'll become clear as we go along. I hope, or maybe they won't be, and I'm being completely opaque about this. We'll just have to see. No, we won't. I'm going to tell you right now. The uh, reason I'm going to evaluate them is because I'm looking at when you're approaching sitting down at a table or a virtual table with a bunch of people, you really want to make sure that the system you are choosing to run your game in is one that's appropriate for the game you want to have. I know that I tend to prefer, as I say, extreme fluff or extreme crunch, but also the people I game with, my family, my wife in particular, uh, and one of my good friends that I game with who's in New York right now, actually. I've known him a long time. They both prefer very much the fluffier end of the spectrum. They don't want to learn a bunch of new rules. They want to get together, roll some dice, have some fun, kick in the doors, kill the monsters, take their loot, that kind of thing. And also, if there's a good plot twist in there or two they're very very happy and they can't be bothered to learn all the rules they are very smart people my wife is her doctorate and something and my friend in new york is a math teacher this isn't a question of intelligence or anything of the kind it's a question of what are your goals in the game and their goals in the game are best accomplished by something a little bit on the fluffier end of things i mean rules light my sons and my high school friends, on the other hand, they are very much down for anything. They love the crunchier systems and they love the fluffier systems, like myself. The other pet peeve I have is when people consider the crunchy role-playing games and systems to discourage role-playing, unlike the fluffy ones. I profoundly and very strongly disagree with that you can role play and you should role play in the middle of combat you should be playing your combats as the character would do them not as you would do them necessarily although i try to bring all the tactical acumen i can to any given encounter i am also speaking in character my character will do things that are in character rather than out of character but they're still trying to win the fight and survive the encounter of course so i'm doing my best to make sure that, that happens too just saying that roleplay and combat and rules don't have to be separate things. They're totally compatible with each other. The current edition of D&D, I would call it a very good mix of fluff and crunch. Exactly in that area that I'm not as fond of, but hey, it's the granddaddy of all the role-playing games that I've been playing in almost all my life, so I will endure and an enduring grow stronger or something to that effect. It's also the really popular one, so it's the easiest to find a game in. And honestly, most of the time I find it just fine. Getting toward the fluffier end of the spectrum, uh, the other one that I really have been enjoying a lot lately are the different OSR games. What is OSR? Old school renaissance. Games that are using modern sensibilities to design the rule sets to try and make them streamlined and less confusing than the early editions of D&D, but also retaining that same feel as the early editions of D&D. My favorite current one is called Beyond the Wall and Other Stories. No relationship whatsoever with The Song of Ice and Fire, with George R.R. R. Martin's writings. It's actually more similar to and based on the sort of setting of the Earthsea Saga by uh, Ursula K. Le Guin and uh, also the Pridane Chronicles. 
written by Lloyd Alexander and forming the basis of the Disney movie in the early 80s, The Black Cauldron, which is a fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it, please go see it and also read those novels. There's five of them and they are absolutely fantastic. I would also consider it to be a rules light game. There aren't a lot of things you need to memorize to figure out how to play your character. It is very straightforward, very basic. There aren't any special rules to govern roleplay in this game, so that is definitely, like on the Crunchier systems, it is left to your own devices to come up with how you're going to play your character, and that is not any particular system contained within the game. However, that is influenced by character creation, which is more like a game. The way you do it is you choose a playbook. It could be an apprentice witch, it could be an untested thief, At any rate, whatever your character is, they're going to be a young person in the village. And as you roll for the various events that happen in your character's childhood leading up to the start of the game, different things are added to the village they come from. And it's all interconnected. And the DM is doing like a Mad Libs kind of deal for the uh, scenario, which is just it's it's a blast to run. Everything is connected to everything else. So the characters actually really are caring about the things that happen in their village and the trouble that is brewing within it. Very much the case where you can actually literally be playing an assistant pig keeper like the main character in the Predane Chronicles. Still keeping in the fantasy genre, but on the opposite end of the false uh, fluff crunch dichotomy is my other favorite right now, Pathfinder 2nd Edition. This game is very, very crunchy by every meaningful measure of the word. There are rules for most situations your typical adventurer would encounter. They are sensible rules, which I really like, so that's one of the things that appeals to me. They're not realistic, that's a different issue, but they are sensible and internally consistent. Lots of fun, Uh, but there are a lot of rules to know, and sometimes they are not exactly clearly laid out. So it took me a long time to understand how stealth worked. And honestly, when you're running the game, you should be able to figure out how stealth works from the DM's perspective. But it took me a long time, and I ran it wrong for quite some time too. That's the danger of these crunchy systems. You do have to be willing to put in the effort and time to learn them. But once you do, they can be a real blast. What I also appreciate very much about that system is many of the choices you make within the crunchy terms of the rules actually have a profound influence on the role-playing aspect of it, as in they are very flavorful. I love how you can be playing a witch who gets a third hand by using their hair as an extra appendage to manipulate things. You're not going to be doing fine tasks or wielding a weapon with your hair, but you can hold a torch with it, and that's pretty funny. Some of the things are just different ways of accomplishing the same thing. There are a couple of feats that will let you choose a bonus to intimidate, And another feat gets you the same bonus to intimidate, but they get there by different routes and they are very flavorful and appealing from a character development standpoint. So crunch can modify the fluff. And that's why I say it's actually really, honestly, it's a false dichotomy. But it is important to note that, holy cow, there are a lot of rules in Pathfinder 2E. And if you don't know them all, be prepared if you're running the game to be looking them up periodically and you might have to pause the game and you might want to argue about them but as I've alluded to in episode 13 I think arguing about the rules is a lot of fun too and can be a valid way to enjoy the game. 
the next big one I'm going to talk about is a game that I've only started playing the system of, let's call it, uh, recently because there's a whole lot of games that share a common system which is powered by the apocalypse. If you haven't played any of the games, they're pretty cool and they are actually considered to be very much on the fluffy end of things, but I would contend that point in an important way in that there's a lot of rules for things actually when you get right down to it. However, the nature of the rules is that they are actually governing and tied to, in quite intimate ways, the narrative action. One of my friends uh, had a bit of a tragic circumstance, but he ended up off of work for a time for medical reasons, and he's oh, everything's fine, he's, he's, he's doing well, but for a while he had a lot more time on his hands, and so he decided he was going to run a game of Avatar, the last airbender uh, role-playing game for us and that was really awesome and we're still playing it in person with my old high school gaming crew well many people call it a fluffy game they also sometimes equate it as being a rules light game which i definitely profoundly disagree with there are the rules for role-playing that's all it's just they govern rather than combat and specific actions like i do this feat to accomplish that action i'm going to aid and comfort my friend there by saying this without describing what you're saying you can't actually aid and comfort but aid and comfort is a specific game action that takes place has some consequences within the rules that you have to record on your character sheet a definite plus of the system is that even if your character is in the game context a expert combatant they're still just as effective as anybody else outside of the combat because it's all the same system whether it's social or not you're all going to have some way to contribute there's just it's all about the narrative rather than specific maneuvers as you would typically detail in a D&D game so what this all means is that avoiding the trap of thinking that a fluffy so-called game is as well rules light is an important consideration. In a game that has lots of role-playing and narrative focus, you may well find yourself having to learn just as many rules as something like the current edition of Dungeons & Dragons or Pathfinder 2E. So be careful about not falling into that trap. Other games that I own but didn't talk about because I haven't actually played them yet because I don't have enough time to try them all. Things like Coyote and Crow, that is an intriguing one that is based on a sort of what-ish alternative history where colonization of North America never happened. So it's building off of pre-contact North American uh, groups if they were allowed to develop without European interference. That one looks really cool and I want to play it at some point soon. I also backed the Kickstarter for Mothership, which is a science fiction one that looks like it's sort of uh, a rules light and fluffy system for playing science fiction horror. I also have one that I wanted to try, Queers. It's a uh, one that's based on the same system of City, as City of Mist, which I know next to nothing about, but I backed it because I thought my family might like to play it together. All of this is really to say that there are a fantastic number of role-playing games out there. You should really look at exploring the different ones. People tend to joke about how when 
all you have is a hammer, every problem looks like, looks like a nail. If all you know is Dungeons and Dragons, well, you're going to hammer any setting, any style of game you want to play into that system, but it isn't always the best fit. There's also a lot of other games out there that just uh, can accomplish so many other things so much better, and we should really be giving those ones a try more. I personally am looking forward to playing more Avatar with my friends. I'm looking forward to actually playing more Pathfinder rather than running it. And I'm always happy to play or run any OSR system. Next episode, I don't have a topic worked out yet, so it gets to be a surprise for all of us. Sometimes I don't know what I'm going to do until I'm doing it, and it looks like next episode that's the case. Until then, write if you get work and hang by your thumbs.